0: Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in and welcome to the very first episode of the Champions of Small Business podcast. I am Charlie Anderson. I'm your host and I'm joined today by the great and powerful Chad Hopple. Um, Chad Hopple is the owner of Westshire Decks. They're a local deck builder located right in, right here in Dillsburg, Pennsylvania. Um, and he is our very, very first guest. So um, I wanted to give a huge thank you to you, Chad, for, you know, taking this plunge with me and being on our on our very first episode. It really means a lot to me. Um you know I've watched you over the years and I really respect you know the business that you've built and um the things that you do I've been watching for a long time so I'm uh, greatly honored to have you here today and um looking forward to learning more learning a little bit more about you.
1: Yeah I appreciate you having me on and uh, feel honored to be your first guest and thank you. Awesome. Kick this thing off for you. Let's do it. All right.
0: So um Give us a little bit of backstory about you, Chad. You know, where did you come from? How did you get into the construction trades? How did you get to, basically, how did you get to where you are today?
1: Well, when I was younger uh, in high school, I worked a lot with my dad doing roofing and my uncle doing renovation type mm-hmm. work. Uh, actually, was set out on a path to do culinary cooking for the rest of my life, mm-hmm. so I have a degree in culinary arts. So interesting. But I went from <laughs> culinary to getting an offer doing bidge uh, bridge building yeah yeah um and there was a little bit of a pay difference there i went from like 14 bucks an hour which was back when you could pay someone 14 bucks an hour Mm -hmm. to uh 30 an hour nice so doing that uh kind of just set me into the field into the trades field um doing concrete work uh with devlin is the company i worked for
0: okay yeah yeah
1: and That just set me on a path. Uh, Then I held a lot of different roles in several different trades from being a labor carpenter to a project manager and eventually leading me to the place of starting my own business. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm 10 years strong now on working for myself, which is an accomplishment in itself. Oh, yeah. Um, As you know, it's not not always easy. It's not always rainbows and butterflies. No, that's for sure. But uh, yeah, so I started out my business as Chad Hoffel General Contractor, doing home remodeling, renovation type work. Uh, One of my employees actually approached me and asked if I had ever done epoxy coatings. I said no. He had some experience with it, so it kind of led us into starting another side business called Keystone Epoxy Systems, Mm -hmm. which pretty much took over because at the time, we were the only ones really doing epoxy coatings in the area. Yeah. I sold that business to another business, and I'm thankful because I never have to touch any kind of coating ever again. <laughs> Absolute pain. Uh, lots of opportunities for failure there. Yeah, and you know, there's, it's just finicky. You got to be yeah, perfect it all, with it. Sometimes the product's just not yeah because it what it needs to be. And, I mean, the the preparation has
0: to be perfect. Yeah, for that kind of thing, right? For the, it to adhere and not come off. Down
1: the road, right? Yeah, the preparation is a separation. Yeah. So, okay. Once you uh, have that set up right um, and you get your coatings down, it, there's a lot of great companies out there now. I know a few personally that, you know, they put out a great product, whatever, right. and they do it right. It's going to last forever. But nice. if it's a run of the mill company that says they know what they're doing and they don't pull out a grinder to prep your pad, mm-hmm. like they're going to have some issues. Yeah. So. Yeah. So we uh, moved on from epoxy, uh, and I started uh, my deck business. Started out as Chad Hopple deck specialist. Mm -hmm. Uh, Didn't really think it was going to take off the way that it did, but luckily for me, COVID actually helped. People were staying home, wanted to improve their outdoor living space. People had had extra money in their pockets back then. It was nice. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) a lot of people were, like, upset with COVID, and I was like, this is the greatest thing that ever happened. (laughs) (laughs) But... That's, you know, aside from all the dying people. Right, so, of course. You know? Of course, yeah, yeah. At least there was some silver lining to COVID, <laughs> yeah, right? At least yeah.
0: some businesses. I mean, it gave it gave a lot of businesses a nice jumping point.
1: Yeah, you know? especially home renovations, I feel like, in general. Oh, yeah. Because if, if the customer didn't mind you being there and, and they had the money, they weren't traveling or yeah. were home and they wanted to enjoy the space they were working in. Yeah. It really helped out.
0: Yeah. It was a big jumping point for, for DreamWorks roofing as well. Back then it was, you know, it it forced us to kind of rethink the way that we did our business. You know, we had to, to, you know, we, we came up with different ways to market ourselves because we couldn't, we, we were a big door knocking company back then. So we couldn't go knock doors anymore. So we're like, that's basically when we started doing video, Mm. we started reading Marcus Sheridan and we started doing video and we've never looked back and it's completely transformed the way that we, that we operated our business. But, um, yeah, so I guess there was a little little
1: silver lining to yeah, a little silver lining to COVID. A little bit. <laughs> so with that with that growth, I knew that I had to incorporate. Um couldn't just stay the little guy. Right. So that's when I became West Shore Decks. Mm-hmm. Um, and that kind of fizzled out. Um well, didn't fizzle out. I had to change the name because Yes, kind of got forced to fizzle out, huh? Yeah, forced to fizzle out. <laughs> and you know, we're still we still do work on the West Shore, yeah. but uh, you know, it is what it is. Now we're West Shire X. So, yeah, I thought that was, I always thought that was an interesting story. I was watching
0: it kind of as to your, you know, as that whole thing progressed, I saw you post on Facebook, like we have to change our name Mm -hmm. from West Shore to West Shire. So was that, you know, for for anyone that's listening, that is a business owner, that's considering, you know, the first time you named your business, it's never, in my experience, at least, it's never quite the right name. So how hard is it to change your name like in a business, like what's that process like? And was it like really tough for
1: you? It was, it was kind of tough. We actually ended up having to create a whole new EIN. We didn't just change the name. So that came with all of its own changes from bank accounts to payroll to just everything, taxes. Um, So not easy, but it was uh, cheaper than fighting a lawsuit. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. And to be clear, it wasn't us being sued for shoddy workmanship or anything like that right. It was because the name was trademarked and the owner of the trademark did not want us to use the terms West shore. Yeah. So, so. anybody
0: in the construction industry, like that's completely off, completely off limits now. Yeah. So. Yeah. That must've been, that must've been challenging. I know, you know, DreamWorks, we changed our name and you, you don't realize how many, how much equity you build up in a name over the course of a few years. Cause we were five, I think we were five years in when we changed our name yeah. and it's like Holy, you know, like there's a lot to change, right? And, oh, yeah. you know, I still have things out there that are, that are, that I still need to go through and fix. I try to get like one a month, like an old <laughs> listing or something like that, change out. Yeah. Um, But so you said you started in cooking. That's, that's, that's awesome to me. I didn't realize that you, that you had that. I love cooking too. And I wonder if there's some kind of like, I wonder if there's some kind of correlation between tradespeople people and cooking. Like there's there's a similar level of finesse into what you do and a similar level of like thought that mm-hmm. goes into cooking. So I wonder if it, there's any kind of like, did you like cooking always as a kid, like as a kid growing yeah, up? And, growing like, up,
1: I enjoyed doing it. Yeah. You know, I'd cook with my grandparents, uh, my grandmothers and my family. And I went to uh, Votech for culinary. Mm-hmm. And then I went to college for culinary. Nice. And I, yeah, you know, I lived in Colorado a little bit and yeah. I cooked out there and like, it was all just kind of set up that that's what I was going to do. And right. who knows, maybe someday I'll come back around to it yeah. and maybe I can open a restaurant or something similar. Yeah.
0: Uh, that's something I've always, I've always kicked that idea around too. Like that I've always, I would love to open a restaurant and I have so much respect for people who get into that business and they're able to make it, make it work. Yeah. You know, cause we, you know, we as, as people in the construction trades, you know, we, we had usually have very large tickets So for someone to get successful selling such a small uh, ticketed item, like a meal is just like, I think it takes so much tenacity. I have so much respect for people who can make that industry work.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And you see so many restaurants failing Yeah. just because like they need our help. They need our support. Seriously. Go out and eat at your favorite restaurant. tonight, Tomorrow, whatever. Yeah,
0: seriously. And if it's a, if it's a small local restaurant, you know, that's, um, you know, that's, it's probably even better. So, um, one of the questions I have written down here is like someone to specialize in something like decks. I think is a really interesting business choice, right? Where you're just, I mean, that's all you guys do is decks, right? I know you've kind of branched out into some other things like concrete and, um, and, and that sort of thing, but like to specialize in decks, most people don't really specialize in decks. Um, I think that was a really smart business move because I don't think you're really competing for a lot of searches or ser- competing for a lot of clicks yeah. for other companies that are specifically in, in decks. So w- was that something that you kind of did on, on, on purpose to?
1: Yeah, I did. Um, you know, when I did general contracting, I kind of enjoyed building decks, mm-hmm. changing that outdoor living space. Um, and I thought from my experience with the Keystone epoxy systems, having that business, it was mm-hmm. like I specialized in something. Right. And, when you're doing general contracting, remodeling, you gotta have everything. Like you gotta be prepared for plumbing one day, electrical the next, right, flooring the next day, drywall yeah. the next, and it yeah. got to the point where it's like, you know what, if I just do one thing, I can be prepared for that every day. Right. You already and have the right tools. So you have yep. you have everything that you need. And it's less you know, if we bring in guys, we train them to build decks. Yeah. We don't train them to do twenty different things. Nice. So this is what we do every day. We build yeah. decks. That's awesome. So
0: I think that's a that's a really, really smart that's a really smart business move. It's, um, yeah, I haven't seen that. So I wanted, wanted to commemorate you for that. I think that's a, that's a good way to do it. And, you know, you know that the product that you guys are putting out is like a solid product. That's all you do every single day. You're not messing with someone that's doing kitchens and bathrooms and right. also doing decks and roofing and doing this and that. So
1: And that's helped us establish, like, our notoriety with mm-hmm. Trex. We're the only pro-platinum dealer installer in this area. Really, So, nice. you know, they recognize us that were the guys to build the deck.
0: That's awesome. Very cool. So tell me about, um, (laughs) this is an interesting thing that I want to kind of make a a revolving thing. And I think um, I think people in the trades will really Mm -hmm. identify with this, but you don't have to go into too much detail, but tell me about a time when the customer was wrong. Can you, (laughs) can you think of a time that customer was wrong, but you had to kind of swallow your pride a little bit and 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 bend over for him, like bend over backwards for him.
1: Yeah, we. I mean, you have it. Yeah, it it happens more often than you probably want to even deal oh, yeah. with. But yeah, um, these days with Google, with everything that's out there, it's, mm-hmm. everyone thinks that they're a specialist in whatever they can Google and come up with. Oh yeah, <laughs> and uh, there's plenty of instances where. You know, someone has said, well, you know, I looked this up and it doesn't look like you did it the right way. Yeah. It's like, well, we've done this thousands of times. Yeah. Have <laughs> you ever had to,
0: like, fix it the way that somebody wanted you to fix it?
1: Uh, no. For the, for the most part, no. You're able to educate them. Yeah. Like, on why you did it the way you did. And if we have to, it's like, okay, we're going to bring someone that's even more knowledgeable, like yeah. a product rep. Right. And they're going to tell you. Nice. That we did it the right way. Yeah, and uh, I think it's important too that consumers, especially, understand that we're doing this because we're the best at it. Yes. Right? Like yeah. you guys are doing roofing because you're the best at doing roofing. Right. Like we're building decks because we're the best at building decks. Right. Trust us. Yeah. Like, put a little faith in your tradesmen.
0: Yeah. Like, like we we are the experts. Yeah. You know this is this is all we do, and you know we're we're we're. As contractors, we have such a stigma that surrounds us. That's like the the shady contractor that's trying to rip you off, or the the this or the that, you know. Um, so I think it's really important that you know, and, and a good thing that you that you frame yourself as the expert that you are, you know, to combat these kind of things.
1: Yeah, and you know, it's a big thing that I've seen lately is uh, this movement of bringing respect back to the trades. Absolutely, you know, that we're not just. Some guy that shows up in his pickup truck that's going to come do whatever for you. Yeah, these
0: are – I mean, I'm not sure what it was maybe 20, 30, 40 years ago, but it's – you know, trades is a real business, and you can make real money, and you can have a real, like, career doing this, you know? Yeah. And I wish wish more people understood how important the trades are
1: to, like, our economy. Oh,
0: yeah. I mean, without us, there's – Who's going to, who's going to fix your house? They and, you keep know.
1: saying it's a dying breed too. And yeah. I see that with these older guys that are done working, whether right. or not they have the opportunity to retire if they've set anything aside, but right. we don't have a lot of young people that are coming up and wanting to learn the trades. Right. It's like, we need them. Yeah. We do. Yeah. It's but what
0: I, I read that I think for every four tradesmen that leave or retire, only one replaces them. Yeah. You know,
1: it's, it's nuts. Yeah.
0: So that, that kind of leads me into something else I wanted to say, like, what's your, what's your biggest challenge as running a business each and every day, you know, running a, a a business that just does decks, like what's your number
1: one challenge? I think we all have the same challenges, you know, from a business owner aspect is being able to balance work and life. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. You know, <laughs> you, you have that, Yeah. you know. If you want to be successful in business, you have to answer the phone. You have to Mm -hmm. make sure people are acknowledged, even if it's something simple. But it's really difficult to separate work and life. Yeah. Um, I've done a lot to try to be able to do that more. But Mm -hmm. there's still nights where it's 10, 11 o'clock and I'm working on something. Right. right? It's an early morning. Yeah. Um, So that's probably the biggest thing. But, you know, just as a business person, business owner working with people employees Mm -hmm. yeah that can be difficult everybody has their own way of wanting to do something yeah absolutely especially when you get to a point where we're at where it's like this is how we do it Mm -hmm. this is how we want it done yeah like that's
0: yeah having those processes in place is important yeah to create something consistent for your customer and then trying to also communicate that to people people are messy you know people can be messy and they want to do things their way Mm -hmm. you know But that's, uh, so that's, that's, uh, how do you deal with like your wife and kids and keeping in the business? I know this is something that I struggle with, like personally, is I try to segment time for my wife and my kids. And my kids, my kids probably look at me like, this guy's always on the phone. Does he really care about us? Do you feel that same kind of pressure?
1: Oh, yeah, for sure.
0: Because I, you have a daughter very similar to my age, I think.
1: Yeah. Yeah. She's five. uh... Yeah.
0: Yeah. I have a four and a six year old.
1: Yeah. So it's, it's difficult, and I'm not married anymore, which, you know, could be partly because of being a business owner, but yeah. I am in another relationship, and right, um, my girlfriend has a daughter who's also four, four, so I try to break up the time and make sure that I am spending it with them, especially weekends. Right. Like, I feel like I try to separate myself Yeah, pretty heavily on weekends. Yeah. You know, that's that's our time. Yeah. And everybody needs that. Right. And I think we're kind of in a changing where everyone's like, oh, we need to work, work, work to mm-hmm. a point where it's like everybody needs a break. Yeah. Like, you need that mental break. You need yeah. a physical break. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think if anything, COVID may have it like enlightened that in all of us too. Yeah. You know, realizing that like, hey, life is short and work, work can drop out at any moment in time. And you have to be forced to do something you're not used to doing or working in a way you're not used to working i know it i mean i know it changed a ton of stuff here for us at dreamworks like you know our guys are we don't have a request or um we don't have a request off policy i mean we have like a notice of absence right if you want to take a day off you just simply just let us know you know and we're never going to deny somebody a day off because it, you know it's just changing the way that we want people to have a good work-life balance mm-hmm. and nobody's taken advantage of that yet um have you ever had an
1: employee that you had to like let go on on messy terms? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, who hasn't? Yeah, it's that's... it's always fun. It's always something, and I, there's the human aspect to it. Yeah, like, and I don't think employees understand like we care. Yeah, we care that we know what we're doing. Absolutely, we have to we have to look out for our business. Mm-hmm. We're looking out for our employees, but there's that human aspect of it of Yes, it hurts us mm-hmm. just as much as it's going to hurt you. Yeah, to, to let you go it from this position. It it doesn't it doesn't feel good. And uh, I work with other business owners too that we've had that conversation where, hey, I got to let this guy go. Yeah, and it's something you might dwell on for a couple of days before oh, yeah. you have to do it.
0: I've I've had I know I've had I've had nights where I did not like, did not get a wink of sleep. Yeah, because we had to let somebody go,
1: and it, it it's unfortunate. It's a part of being a business owner and mm-hmm. you know that you're gonna have to let people go when yeah. they're not doing what you need them to. But I think it's just one of those things where people that don't have that mindset are, are always going to be like, Oh, well, you know, they don't care. They're just right trying to make money. It's like,
0: well, no, we do care. Yeah. Like, no, this isn't, this isn't about just making money yeah. There's so much more to a business. I mean, Truthfully, money is the last thing that happens
1: in a business. Money is the byproduct.
0: Yeah, money is the byproduct of all this. You know, at, at, the, at the root of it, we're all a customer service company, mm-hmm. you know, or we're a sales company, really. We have to go out there and figure out what's going to suit your needs the best and the best way to, to do that for you. And money's money's the last thing we think about usually. Yeah, You know, we're the last thing that comes to us, at least.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and that's so, one big thing, too. It's like... A lot of us, I feel like we need to start being more marketing companies that just happen to do whatever the trade is. Sure. And uh, I feel like you guys have done that pretty well. We've been working on that too. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's just a matter of getting in front of people and staying in front of people. Yeah. Like how, that's, how our advertising and marketing works. Yeah.
0: And that's and that's where, like, I know for us, we just want to – we don't care if people even hire us. We just want people to be educated. Yeah. You know, because like I, like I mentioned earlier, there's so – there's so much. There's 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 a lot of people out there that aren't necessarily going to do the best job for you, or not going to put your best interests first, and they're gonna they're gonna have the money on the front side of that equation versus on the back side of that equation, because ultimately, I mean, we don't have. And the we can
1: just name thing. them off right
0: now. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's yeah, that's we could take this podcast <laughs> for a while. <laughs> but you know, at the end of the day, we want people to be educated because it's. Most people don't know how to build a deck, or they're not going to get up on their roof and install their own shingles or tear them off because it's de- it's dangerous. It takes years to learn, you know. It's it's tough to do, and I think something that you know us that something that we do and that a lot of other businesses can can learn from is to educate. Yeah, educate your customer because a well informed customer is going to long is going in the long term going to be a better customer for you. Yeah,
1: you know. And I think we've understood now that not everyone is our customer. And as long as they know, like, yeah, Yeah. we're not the cheapest, we're not cutting corners, we're building to code, make sure whoever you hire builds it or puts it together the way it's supposed to. Right. Like, that's all it really comes down to. Right. And if they don't want to stand by their work, there's a big red flag. Yep, exactly. So. Yeah. Yeah, get that kind
0: of stuff in writing. Like, what codes are you, you know, like, like, do you pull permits? Do you do, like, do you do this? And you know test people but how are people supposed to know how to test a contractor unless yeah they unless get they edu- know unless they know you know so yeah, i think that's that's like the, the i mean it's the cornerstone of what we do it's just educate 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 right it, we we barely even say our name in our marketing we just say hey you want to know about why you need two rows of ice and water shield on your roof here, let us show you, and then at the very end, we'll say, "Hey, we're DreamWorks Roofing. You know, ma- you know, give us a call if you're interested."
1: Don't use duct tape on your chimney. We, saw we that just, one. Yeah. <laughs> you saw that, huh? Yeah.
0: Duct tape, duct tape on a chimney, man. It's uh, duct tape doesn't belong anywhere. No, no. If there's <laughs> that's, I mean, we, we we say with with roofing, you know, you, you should have as little caulk as possible, definitely no duct tape. Yeah. You know, if you're if you're ordering more than two tubes of caulk on a roof, unless it's a really big roof, like you you might have a problem. Yeah. <laughs> Um. So tell me about, tell me about like one of the most joyous moments like in your business that you've experienced. Like, did you win a big project? Did you have a customer write you like this this awesome review? Or did you like, win, like get a partnership with somebody? Like, what's you know, what, like what's a great joyous moment that you can anything you can think of?
1: I think it's uh seeing big wins for guys that work for me. Like, That's awesome. You know when they say a sales guy brings in a big, big job and yep. he's super proud of that. Yeah. Like that, that makes me happy. Yep. Um, Not just cause we got a big job, but yeah. you know, yeah. like they're happy that they've done their job well and being able to reward that our guys for, I say guys, our crews, yeah, yeah. you know, for right. the work they do um, and just being able to celebrate with them. You know, even if it's something small, something yeah. we can do for them. Yeah. Like that's really the big thing for me. Right. Um, I did expand. Uh, so I started another business, West Shire Concrete. It's mm-hmm. completely separate from Dex, but uh, we actually just purchased two concrete trucks. So get out of here. We're uh, expanding there. So it's a big growth. That's, that's awesome, man. It's pretty exciting.
0: How's that expansion feel? I know we're going through an expansion right now and it's, it's,
1: it's it's a lot to a lot to a juggle. Lot. It is a lot. Yeah, yeah. It's Are, like oh, one. It's like that old analogy. You know, you're drowning, and someone hands you a baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like okay. Yeah. yeah. I was drowning, holding a baby, and they're like, "Here's another baby." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, great. <laughs>
0: well, that's awesome, though. I mean, you're just trying to you're 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 trying to take those same processes that you know work in your in your deck business, and you know, you know, you're an expert here. Take take that expertise and
1: yeah and, and and grow it i've been able to hire the right people uh, i have a great team and just trusting those processes and continuing to repeat those processes yeah. and the processes are built and renewed every day it's You're not right. like this is an end-all be-all right like every day there's going to be something new yeah. that says hey maybe we should adjust this a little bit right and anybody that says this is the way we do it and this is the is way we're always going to do it i don't think that they're going to last too long in a yeah. business
0: and, and and i think that's a really important that's a really important line to draw here and something to call attention to is when when a small business kind of screws something up it's because we're kind of testing right we we're we're out there to give the best experience to the customer and do the best work we possibly can but at the same time like like there there are mistakes that are going to happen especially yeah. in a small business right oh, for sure you know uh, walmart or target i mean they check out 18 <laughs> 18,000 customers a day per store they know what to do they their pro, their systems and processes are down to you know, their concrete but for someone like us you know um the the those little errors can can be there and it's 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 um you know i don't want to i don't want to say that's unfair but it's tough to judge a small business that makes them that makes a mistake and yeah you know especially if they own a up little, to it
1: yeah like uh, hey we made a mistake let's fix it right and anyone that can't accept The fact that people are making mistakes, like, I don't... That's probably not someone I want to work with either. People make mistakes. We all make mistakes. I make mistakes. Yeah. Every day.
0: I make mistakes every single day. I made a mistake when we started this podcast. I forgot to to hit record.
1: (laughs) It's all right. You know, we got nothing but time here. Nothing but time.
0: So, like, have you ever gotten a bad review?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. And most of our bad reviews are just whatever. Yeah. Like, we... We have a review, bad review on Google right now that says if they build decks like they drive, they're probably not very oh, good.
0: Dude, that's so unfair. It's not even so that <laughs> it's we worked so for.
1: unfair. So you know, you you'll have this. Yeah, we we have people that you know we didn't complete their job in a timely manner, but that was due to them. Yeah, and so now their complaint is. You didn't get done fast enough. Right. Well, we would have had it done fast enough if you would have provided us with the proper information. Yeah. And got it done. Yeah. So, I mean, and not, we, I'd say as far as Google goes with reviews, you know, we have a couple on there that if anyone's going to look at it, they're going to understand that those people are nuts. Right. Other stuff, you know, we have all five-star reviews, and try to stay positive. Mm-hmm. You know, if someone has negative reviews, we like to resolve the issue. Yeah, absolutely. So it's like, can we turn it around? Yeah. If someone was going to get say, oh, uh, you're going to get a one-star review, yeah. well, what can we do to improve that? Right. What's it going to take?
0: Yeah, you take that as an actual learning experience and change your processes from there. Yeah. Yeah, that's a big thing. Like, I want people to understand that, you know, don't write small businesses bad reviews over something like, you know, they cut you off by accident. Like we're, we're people, yeah. you know, we're, we're, we're all messy human beings. And, you know, if I like cut you off, that by person accident, might not you know? even work for you anymore. Right. Like exactly. You, that
1: person cut you off and got fired that day. Well, that review is going to last forever. Exactly. Like, like, yeah. You know, give us a little bit of, get us, you know, give us a little
0: bit of leniency. Yeah. You know, we got the, we got a lot on our shoulders here and we can't, can we can't, we can't control if somebody cuts you off in traffic by, you know, by accident. Yeah. That's so frustrating. Um. <laughs> Yeah, we. I, th- I think we've we've had a few of those. I don't think I don't know if anyone's ever left a bad review, but I've certainly got the calls and people threatened to do it. But knock on wood, <laughs> we don't get any here. Um, so maybe a bit of a personal question, but is there a moment where like you think like, you've ever cried from your business? I know you're a tough guy, but like a like a time where it was just either tears of joy or tears of pain.
1: Yeah, I've had. I mean, maybe not to the point of tears, but just the stress load of yeah. everything you have going on yeah. starts to really weigh on you. And you know, luckily, I've found that now that I've grown, I have like a, a life coach yeah. that I talk you to. Yes. Yeah. Nice. I have a business coach that I talk to. Nice. And like, I think it's important that anyone in roles like ours has those kind of people. Yeah. Like, I feel like there was a stigma of you know, just keep it to yourself and figure it out. Right. And, uh, I think the older contractors probably too, like you're not going out and talking to other contractors about stuff. No. You're just sticking to yourself. Right. And again, I feel like there's a movement here of, Hey, we're all contractors. Let's work together, whether we do the same thing or not. Right. Like, let's help each other and yeah. learn about whatever we have to learn about. Right. Whether it's marketing sales or, you know, just sitting down and, Chatting about some problems that we both have. Yeah. Like this. Like, yeah. Yeah. Know. That's,
0: that's, that's what the, I mean, that's what this is. It's about to talk about the, to talk about the real things, you know, and have a, have a one-on-one basically business coaching session and, yeah. you know, unload session. <laughs> and, and
1: being able to just sit down and have a discussion with someone that is a peer, yeah. you know, is a lot different than, you know, some other friends you might have that yeah. aren't going through the same thing you're going right. through because exactly. they don't own a business. Yeah. They go... They clock in and out somewhere. Yeah,
0: it's 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 really hard to find someone who understands what we go through. I'm extremely blessed. I have Steve, my my partners, Steve and Moses. So I have some guys I can help shoulder, yeah. you know, some of this responsibility on. But we all, you know, we all feel it in different ways because we handle different parts of the company. Yeah, but that's a, that's a really good piece of advice. The to you know anyone who's listening that, you know, is is struggling with business ownership and and it's it's okay not to have all the answers. Oh yeah, and it's okay to to reach out to others because someone else has been there and someone else is more than willing to listen to you. We, we don't have a lot of people we can always talk to. Yeah. You know, not a lot of people understand this.
1: It's uh, it took me a long time to realize just Same. ask for help. Same. Ask for help. Yeah. What's it going to hurt? It's something, that's something I still struggle with actually, yeah. you know, sometimes oh, you feel, you just times. feel proud and yeah. you know,
0: it's, it's just, it's difficult. So, um, cause well, there are, there's a lot
1: of people that, are bigger and more profitable and have done it longer. And, they know, it's like, talk to those people. Yeah. And that's why, you know, I've joined some of the groups I'm a part of, like right being able to do that.
0: So that's your, that's a, that's a recommendation from, from Chad Hopple, you know, find a, find a business coach, find a life coach. Yeah. You know, those things, while I'm sure they cost money, they're probably well worth. Oh, everybody, well well worth the investment.
1: Yeah. And you got to invest in yourself. Like, Yeah. I've, broken down my life into four segments and I have coaching in three of the four of them. So it's like, yeah, what else can you do than have someone? And and my greatest example is you've never seen a team like the Philadelphia Eagles Mm -hmm. go out on the field without someone standing on the sideline telling them what to do or how to help. Right. Right. They're great athletes. They know what to do. Yeah. They're, the best of the best, right? Yeah. But there's still someone there telling them how to do their job, helping them get to the goal. That's, and in this case, you know, scoring a touchdown. Yeah. You know, they're not out there doing it themselves. Right. That's a really interesting way to put it. Yeah. You're you're opening my eyes right now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hope, you know. Yeah. You know, like, and that's the big thing. Um, and it doesn't really matter what it costs. That I, I know everybody has to work within whatever they can afford. Of right? course, but, yeah. It doesn't matter what it costs. If it's going to help you improve, it's going to help you improve all the way around. Right. So if it costs me money, it's probably going to make me money. Right. And I see that with, you know, with my personal life coach, my business coaching, and I, I have a personal trainer for mm-hmm. at the gym. So those are three of the four areas of my life that I break down. Right. And all of those, I have someone there yeah. to help me, guide me, help me achieve my goals. I love that.
0: That's really awesome, man. Thanks for sharing all that. I think that's a really, really invaluable piece of, of advice that I can probably take from. I think a lot of people could probably take from that. Yeah. You know, even if you're even if you're not a business owner. Oh yeah. You know? <laughs> take care of yourself because you can't you can't take care of others unless you're taking care of yourself. And
1: oh for sure. Yeah. Yeah, that's a top thing. Yeah. That's yeah, that's it. Um
0: well I think that's about all I had for you, Chad. You know, I um I didn't want the podcast to run too long because I don't want to, you know I don't want to just just bore people to death. Exactly right. (laughs) We're here to be entertaining. We're here to be informative. Um, But you know, one of the one of the overarching messages for this for this podcast is, you know, when there's when there's a big option available, and there's a small option available as far as businesses go, take your money and use it at that small at that small place at least at least once per month if you can. Oh, absolutely. Um, I ran some, I sat and went mad scientist and ran some numbers the other day. And um, we have 1.5 million people in our area here. If we were to take like Lancaster County, York County, Cumberland County, and uh, Dauphin County, about 1.5 million people. So about a million to 1.1 million of those people are of the age where they can make a buying decision, you know, basically not children. So um, what I really want to implore people to do is. I know Amazon's the easy choice and I know that it's really easy to sit on your couch and if you want a new book, to just go get a book from open your phone, yeah. get Amazon, and it shows up at your door two days later. But if we could take fifty dollars of of that spending away from Amazon, away from Target, away from you know, whatever it may be, and use that at a local place, just fifty dollars each person,
1: mm-hmm.
0: it would pump four hundred and fifty million dollars into our local economy yeah. in just one year's time. So that's something I wanted to just. That's kind of you know. So what we need be my
1: sign off here, but is every person to write a check to DreamWorks for fifty dollars and just mail it to? (laughs) Yes, perfect. I promise we'll make the area better with it. (laughs) But yeah,
0: it's a really important thing, you know. And I know, you know, in in our businesses, there's not really like a big conglomerate that you can that you can choose to do this versus someone like us. Like it's usually kind of smaller boutique small businesses that are. Yeah. doing either roofing or doing, you know, deck building. But I think it's a, something really important And I just wanted to reiterate as much as I can, that something as small as $50 a month can, can have a humongous impact. Instead of going to Starbucks, go to juice and Java, or instead yeah. of going to pizza hut, go to, you know, go to brothers or whatever it may be. So that's um, something I want to really be an overarching thing here. So, um, but yeah, Chad, that's all I got for you, man. I had, blast yeah i appreciate
1: you inviting me i I, had a good time i i uh you know i i I, uh i hope
0: i hope that we can have some more guests that are as personable as you (laughs) because i you know you had a really good story man and uh yeah seriously just thanks for sharing thanks for getting vulnerable you know i know it's it's tough for for business owners and guys to talk about real things sometimes so really really appreciate your time man yeah Thank you. All right. Well, that was it. episode one of the Champions Small Business Podcast. Uh, join us. We'll be putting this up Saturday, and then uh, we'll be following up with two more episodes uh, the following week. So next Saturday, the following Saturday, look for more from us. So Champions Small Business Podcast, out.